All right. Welcome to episode nine of the Always Getting Better podcast. I'm your host, Regan Hunsaker. And today I have a guest with me who's not only a great coach, but a good friend of mine, Coach Anna Mailoto. Coach, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? Doing great. Okay. So um, with, with most of my guests, I tend to just, you know, let them do their own introduction because nobody tells your story like you can, right? So give us a little bit of your background, yeah. how you got to be where you're at. <laughs> Okay, well, it all started with volleyball. So I started playing volleyball when I was eight, and I played through high school, and then I went to SUU, and I played college there for five years. I, My team, my first year there was the first year volleyball was brought back out of a 20-year gap when, in the program because they took it out and then brought it back in. So I got a fifth year, and we built the program through that, and my coach was like, oh, we'll build the program around you. So I got to play the whole time. I didn't ever get pulled out, and it was awesome. So I got some records that are really awesome. <laughs> so hopefully those can stay there for a while. <laughs> and then I – right? And then I started coaching at Cedar High. I coached there for one season. And then we moved out to Roosevelt, and I coached there for two years as a sophomore coach and then six years as a head coach out there. And then now this is my first year at Fremont High School. So that's kind of where I'm at in my career. It's been fun. Um I, the last three years, my high school team got one state. They were state champs for three years in a row, and that's pretty awesome. And years before that, we were, like, between fifth and third most of the time. I think one year we were seventh, but I can't remember off the top of my head exactly. But So a lot of state opportunities, and we kind of figured it out at the end there, and it was great. So been around volleyball for my whole life. And my my or my dad, he coached volleyball. He coached me and that's where I kind of got my passion from. So it's been pretty cool. That's outstanding. And and coach, you know, I, I got to say, as somebody that has worked with you alongside of you, one of the things that always impressed me is just like your, your dedication with your team has been so, I mean, like, it's always been great. Every, every one of those girls, like they love you. They, they do anything for you, which is, which is, yeah. I mean, that's, that's how you get it. It is so fun. Good. <laughs> Yeah, I even got to see the girls that, so I saw the union girls at a, a summer tournament that we went to, and I got to see them, and they all came give me hugs. Instead of being mad at me, they all came gave me hugs, and I was like, oh, that's good. That makes me feel good. So I was a little <laughs> well, good. about it. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, I, I got to give them a shout out tonight. They started off with, I think it was their first home home match, 3 uh, 0 sweep over Ben Lohman. So that, awesome. and that was cool. That's a good way to good. Good way to start the home season. <laughs> I know. I'm. I like. I, I. I'm trying to follow them, but I don't want to be like the nosy. See you later, coach. That's always like, hey, yeah. you guys. You know, it's kind of hard, yeah. but it's okay. Well, and, and uh, I will it's, say, it's been fun. One of the things that's good about it is um, Chelsea Jones, who took over after you. After, yeah. I mean, after you, she is a, a pretty great coach, and I, I mean, just yeah. having worked with her for a little bit of time before we left. Um, I think she's going to do a pretty, pretty good job with those girls. And yes. had the I was relieved when I heard she was going to be coaching. I was like, oh, that's going to be so good. They'll be just fine. So I'm excited <laughs> yeah. for them. They're going yeah. to so, be good for a while. For sure. So how are you liking Fremont so far? It's been good. I like it. I, so I, this, Fremont is where I went to high school. So I'm coming back to my alma mater. So it's a little weird, but it's been kind of cool. So they're like, let's go on a tour of the school. I'm like, okay. I'm like, oh, yeah, there isn't a locker. Oh, there's not a locker. And they're like, oh, you really know this school? I'm like, yeah, I did. I promise. I'm still here. So it's a little, That's it's awesome. cool. And I'm working, the girls I'm working with now, they're they're great. They haven't had the caliber of discipline that I 
like expect them to have. So it's like that's what we're working on right now, which is the discipline, the mindset of being tough and and all the little tiny things that we need to take out of or add into. So it's been a little bit like I kind of overload them a little bit with information, but it's been really good. They've been having a fun time. So Yeah, that's awesome. So uh who all is in your guys' region? Um I don't know all of them off the top of my head, but the ones I know are Farmington, Syracuse. I think I got all of them. Weber, Layton, and us. I might be missing one. Davis? Yeah. Davis. Yeah. Davis. So, all right. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a pretty big region there. I mean, all those schools, very big yeah. schools. Um, yeah. From coming from 3A and moving up there with Fremont, it's, I am assuming it's just a little bit different the amount yeah. of people that you have in the school and this, yeah. is the support it's, system something that's good there? Or? Yeah. So we got, we did our, like our normal meet the teams barbecue fundraiser and we raised more money than I ever have with that fundraiser. So I was like, Whoa, that's impressive. Like that was nice. We, we kind of needed that. So we kind of started with zero, but so it was good. A lot of support and the, the families seem like really supportive and it's been really good seeing with how peeking in back there yeah. and um <laughs> it's it's funny because they some of the coaches are asking me so what do you think about this team or like or uh desert news you're like hey can you give us like a your thoughts on the ranks of who's going to be do well and i'm like i don't know i don't know the team but i should have paid more attention for the other <laughs> classifications I'm like man i'm starting all over i don't know anybody so Kind of weird, well, but. and and one of the things too, uh, just the last couple of years, one of the things that has been really great for the union program is that I felt like you did a good job of getting into those tournaments with the bigger teams um, and giving, yeah. giving girls a chance to compete at that higher level. Um, yeah, so I think I mean you may not know all of the teams, but you know you know quite a few of the teams. Yeah, there, you know. So. Yes, <laughs> I'm like I know some teams to be, but not all of them. <laughs> so it'll be interesting yeah. to, to like figure it out again and like have like some strategies and that kind of stuff so and it's like a couple of the things like to get like teams to buy into you is that if I don't know I feel like if I treat them with respect and like teach them instead of yell at them and degrade them and be like man you suck like I feel like they they open up to you better and they're they want to play for you that way instead of being like the just the coach I mean you want to be the coach right but you have to be the coach that helps and learns and, and helps and teach and teaches them you know instead of just bashes them with everything they're doing wrong and making them run all the time like you know conditioning's good running's good but it shouldn't be dwelled on so much so anyways I think that's yeah. helped with the relationships with players I had a coach that I was like oh my gosh like nobody wants to play for you like you're so mean <laughs> like you're just mean about everything it doesn't even matter yeah. what it is so yeah, and I, for them. and I and I think that's um, one of the things both both of you and I did our uh, masters in coaching program through Concordia University, yeah. and yeah. one of the things that I felt like they really stretched, like that they preached in that program, was relationships are absolutely key. If you don't have the relationships, yeah, you'll never you'll never get the kids to buy in. Yeah. So I, totally I've, I've always yeah. I've always seen that as as one of your strengths for sure. Um, yeah, it's been nice uh, to have. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, kind of what I wanted to get into, the, the topic that I wanted to get into today um, is is really that idea of sustained success. Now, um, because of your 
experience as a collegiate volleyball player. And then when you went on to become a coach, you've had a, a great opportunity to, I mean, a great um, history of having awesome success with your programs. And that's one of those things that I think a, a lot of people struggle with the, that idea of how do you maintain success? Like we all, we all know, like, yeah, if you work hard, you can get to a certain level, but once you get to that level, right. it's hard to, it's hard to kind of keep, keep in that, in that uh, pattern of, of success, I guess is what I would say. Yeah. Um, so, so I get like, there's like so many little things that play a role in making success happen. And like at Union, we got everybody to understand that role so I could keep pushing them at a higher level. So I'm they got to the level here, but okay, now I'm going to push you to win 6A tournaments, not just 3A tournaments, not 5A tournaments, not just the state tournament. So we are practicing like we're a 6A team instead of a 3A team. And now the girls like at 6A, I'm like, you guys can't practice like you're a 6A team. You have to practice like you're a college team. Like, so you can always be pushing them to the next level. But that's like one part of it. There's so many little things like in a program for a program to be successful, they, everybody has to understand their role and accept their role. And if they don't, no matter how good of a coach you are, how good of a team you are, if you don't buy into your roles as a team and everybody in that, in that program buy into the role that they belong to and do it well and support their teammates and everybody in the program, then it kind of falls apart. Even you can have the best athletes. Like I remember one of my years, I'm like, wow, we're returning so many players. We're going to have the best team. And it was our hardest year. That's because they all wanted it. They all wanted to play, but they didn't want to give any, they didn't want to take their turn. So it was just contention all the time. So they have to understand that. And if like, if I'm starting a program, like this program, here, I started from the very beginning. If you're going to give me drama, if you're going to be a thorn in our sides and, and not be there for the program, then I don't want you be, to be a part of the program. I'll take lesser athletes that are willing to give 100% to everybody around them to make sure that we're successful. So yeah, hard work plays a role. Um, understanding your role plays a role. Um, knowledge on, on what to do to make things better or how to improve, it makes a, a difference. And being able to change. Like every year, I change as a coach because I have things to learn and new challenges and different different groups of people to work with. So I have to change every single year on how my coaching philosophy has to be. And so it's always a working progress. It's never a solid, this is black and white. This is what we're going to be. It's you have to fluctuate and make changes and being able to adjust. So I think those things are key points to having success for a long period of time. Once you get success though, people respect that. And sometimes that respect is intimidating um, they respect you because they're intimidated by you. So I think like union right now, people are intimidated by union because they're good and they've been good for the last few years. And so they're going to have that swagger about them that like, oh yeah, we're good, mm -hmm. but we're going to be humble, but we're good. We know it. And so I'm going to walk in the court and we're going to win because we know we can, because we're prepared to do that. We've been working at that level to win. So sometimes that just getting that respect plays a role too. Yeah, for sure. I think it's it's kind of one of those things that um, at <laughs> younger coaches, I feel like young younger coaches, when they're very first beginning their careers, they all seem to want to know all the X's and O's of this is how you become successful. Well, it's not all X's yeah. and O's, you know, it's not it's right. not all about just having the perfect play every time. It's about, you yeah. know, making sure that the communication on, on the court um, it's, I mean, that's, that's huge. It's a, it's an absolute key in volleyball to be able to communicate across the court. And I yeah. think that 
sometimes coaches and athletes, they want to just know, you know, they want to know the, the play the black and white, you know, yeah. the black and white, because the black and white, and that's the thing, the black and white's the easy part, really. Yeah. I mean, it's the gray when, that's hard. <laughs> it's the gray that's hard, you know? So yeah. I think, I think that's one of the things that you come across a lot with, um, with coaches. I mean, we all, we all want to be those, those great coaches, those great programs that sustain success over a long period of time, but it's not all in just, I, I mean, and if you look at the, those great programs, they're not the same from one year to the next. They're not, they're not yeah. always going to be doing the same plays. You know, the coaches that really get it are adjusting to what they have um, talent wise to what they have role players wise. Yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, that's, that's key. It's absolutely key. Um, yeah. One of the things that I noticed now um, the, the last, last year uh, at union, um, kind of at the beginning of the year, there was a, almost like a little bit of a lull because we were playing in all of those tournaments that were big six, yeah. eight, six eight tournaments, you know, and they were tough. Yeah, those big hard ones. Yeah. <laughs> so I felt with that team, they could really do it. And then I got pregnant and I was like, honoring. <laughs> and I couldn't, like, I would started coaching and then I would go, I would get contractions. So then I started sitting. And I never sit when I coach. And so they were like, whoa, this is, this is wrong. This is different. So, because normally I'm up standing by them. I'm kind of like chattering in their ears the whole time, kind of helping them out. But I had to sit away from them and yell to them, like, this is what you need to do. And they weren't used to it. So they really had a hard time adjusting because now they had to do it. They had to bring the energy. They had to do the work. I mean, they did their own energy and all that stuff too, but they had to do more than they were used to. So it was like a little bit of an adjustment and they, they had to figure it out. And we talked about the change. You guys have to change. You have to be able to adjust to things and stuff like that. And it, and it really did help, but it, it did take them a while. And those tournaments were pretty, pretty hard ones. So yeah. I was like, I'm glad they adjusted and <laughs> didn't get like more frustrated and tanked this season, you know, instead of, instead they grew from it and they learned. And I had to learn how to, I had to change how I was coaching because I was yelling instead of like talking to them. So I was like, man, I need to adjust me. And then it kind of goes like, so everybody has to adjust throughout the whole yeah. time. So it's, it is kind of hard, but there's yeah. all these ups and downs in, in tournaments and in seasons. But one, of, I had a, a Mickelson, McKenna Mickelson's dad, his mm-hmm. name's Brian. He came and did, uh, like, he talked to the girls. I actually had him come every year because the first time I was like, whoa, this is such good stuff. <laughs> He's a psychologist. Yeah. So I was like, he really knows some stuff. So the first time he came to talk to us, he was like, hey, look, so you guys are to the ability that you can you can adjust things pretty well, but if you don't adjust to what the other team is doing and make those adjustments quicker than they do, then you're probably going to lose. So the team that can adjust to the game faster is going to be the team that's above, like more superior and get those wins faster and easier. And I'm like, oh, that's a good point. I like that. <laughs> so I'm like, I try to, like right now, I'm trying to teach all these little things to refine all of their little errors and trying to get them a little bit more uniform so that they're more consistent. And then you can use that as a strategy. So if you can teach some more strategy instead of, so like think analytically, teach analytically and not so much emotion, then mm-hmm. that helps a lot. So I used to think, oh, emotion's so big. If you play with emotion, you're going to have more energy. If you have more energy, you're going to jump higher. If you jump higher, you're going to hit harder. So, <laughs> But it was the opposite. You know, you think analytically, you play analytically, you make these easy points, then you get all this energy all of a sudden, and now you can do these harder points. And kind of so I had to shift 
my mindset of coaching that way. So it was pretty cool. Yeah. So one of the things that I noticed uh, as far as, and I will say it's almost like it, it's a, it can um, combine of that X's and O's, the black and white, and then adding a little yeah. bit of that gray is that um, at Union over, over the last four years, actually, really, I mean, the last six years that I was there while you were there, um, I noticed that the, the setter and that role of the setter on your team is a very important role. It's one of those, one of those yeah. players that, I mean, they don't, they're not always going to get the glory, I guess I would say. Yeah. But like, it, it always seemed like the setter that, w- that, that would have on the court was somebody that was communicating well, that was a leader on the, on the floor. They're just, they're great about um, helping under, helping to express that idea of knowing your role. Yes. So I always compare the setters kind of to the quarterback without the glory. Quarterbacks still get some glory, you know, yeah. or, or you, I guess you can even say like the linemen, they protect and they communicate, but they are the quarterbacks. They make all the decisions on how the offense is going to run. So they determine if it's fast or, sh- or slow or they higher low, high or short and things like that. So, they have a huge role. So passing and serving are number one. Like if you can't pass, you're probably going to lose. If you can't serve tough, then you're going to be getting hits like at you so fast. So if you pass well and your setter's on board with knowing how to run an offense, then hitting's easy. Hitting's the fun part. Hitting's the part that you get the glory. <laughs> Everyone's like, wow, they're so good. But if you didn't have a good passer or a good setter, then you couldn't be a good hitter. So mm-hmm. like those two things for sure have to have to work really well and you have to have a strong setter to make things work really well so or you have to have hitters that really adjust well and it's hard it's hard to adjust so hitters that are setters that are fast and they're smart they're the best ones to have going and getting this the program going because they if the more they hustle and the more dedication they put into their work on the court the better the outcome for the rest of their team is it's kind of one of those those secret positions people don't think about but they're (laughs) huge key parts of the game yeah yeah. So um, now kind of taking it back, I want you to think back on your days playing the game um, at, at that high level when you're playing um, in, in college. What what for you was what helped you to um, maintain success? So I had one of my coaches, he would always say, whenever I made a mistake, he would like, so say I missed my serve. He'd be like, oh, now you pass on it. Now you pass. Get over it. I'm like, okay, now I passed. But before that, I would be like, oh my gosh, I missed my serve. I would get so frustrated and I couldn't focus and I would shank the next one. So having somebody like always remind me to, hey, just move on to the next one, learn from it and then move on. Like that was a huge, huge shift in my ability to play well. So I also read a book called The Inner Game of Tennis. And that had a lot of feedback on how to like, how to, how to talk to yourself. You have yourself one and yourself two and yourself one yells at yourself too and things like that it's kind of it's a lot to read like it's a small book but it's like the thought the process through all their thoughts are like wow this Mm -hmm. is actually pretty good so one once I was like mature enough to understand these concepts it really helped me like learn to control myself in a game situation to where I can be beneficial instead of just emotional so I used to just hit to hit because I loved hitting but I had to learn how to be strategic and to be calm and not worry about what the rest calls were and things like that. So once I learned how to calm my game down that way, it was way easier to be successful throughout on a, on a steady basis. There's still times where I had bad days. Like I remember one, mm-hmm. one game I thought 
hitters should never have any hitting errors if they just pay attention. So I'm like, okay, this game I'm not gonna have any hitting errors. And that was the worst thing I could have done because that was the worst hitting game I had. I had like 70 attempts and only four kills or something. I'm like, oh my gosh. So sometimes I still have bad days. And I think I was a senior then too. <laughs> so I just overthinking things doesn't help. Underthinking things doesn't help either. So you just kind of have to have a steady balance of tough mental toughness. Like can't go up and down as much as as people do. So you gotta be more steady. Awesome. Well, um, it's, it's been really great to talk to you about this idea that sustained success. Uh, just one last question that I, I kind of use at the end of all my interviews to wrap it up. Um, what is the number one lesson you learned from your time in sports and why was it so important? Oh man, I would say resiliency because you have to be resilient in sports and then it correlates to life. Life is hard. There's hard things in life. Relationships can be hard, whether they're friends, husbands, boyfriends, girlfriends, you know, that type of stuff. So kids, like, you have to be resilient in your life because you're there's there's things that are hard. And so when you learn how to be resilient, and I learned it through sports because there were some hard things I had to do. I remember my first day in weights in college. I was like, oh, it's just weights. It'll be easy. Whatever, because that's how high school was. And I got there and I about died. And I'm like, holy crap, I can't survive that but you do because you're going to be resilient, you know? And so that teaches you, oh, I can do hard things and hard things are going to come and go. It's not always hard, but when it is hard, you got to learn to work through it and be tough to be able to get better from it. So I think that's the number one thing, the biggest lesson that you learn through athletics. Awesome. Well, thank you so much coach for joining us and good luck on, on this, uh, this upcoming season. Thank you. We're excited. All right, we'll talk to you later. Okay, sounds good. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Well, there you have it. Success, especially that sustained success, isn't always going to be black and white. It isn't all about the X's and O's. That's just the easy part. The same can be found in life. Just doing your job isn't enough to truly be successful. That real success is going to come from the relationships you make along the way. It's going to depend on how you adapt to change and how resilient you are in the process. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Always Getting Better podcast. Take care and keep working hard out there.